Welcome to the Twee Couch Guitar Therapy Session where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on Minneapolis and complimentary tone. Gigs are great. Fly gigs are special. Weekend events are amazing. And doing all three with some of your best friends in the world? Priceless. Of course, getting a gig with fantastic gear and tone is only part of what makes touring special. Doing all this in a different region or town where you get to take in the sights, food, and visit a few guitar shops along the way is pretty awesome as well. But how did the Minneapolis show go? Who all was there? What kind of event was it? What gear did we play? How many Vox amps do you need? How many tellies do you need? Can you get good complimenting tone if both players play the same type of guitar? Who provided all the gear? And what makes a sound guy a party pooper? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Lloyd on the Tweed Couch. Well, Lloyd, thank you so much for joining me today to have a little bit of group therapy about something that happened a couple of months ago. And I know that we've recently talked about other stuff, you know, and and had a part one and all these different things. But I just feel like we should talk about a time in which you and I got to tour together. You got to play the gig. So thank you, Lloyd, for being here on the couch. Hello, Dr. T. It has been way too long. It's good to be back. Yeah? Yep. Good to see your face. Now, something interesting, I do not see a cigar. Thought about it, but it is Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, I I try to save that for weekends. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And the occasional Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Right. But this is not that occasional Wednesday, Mm -mm. so we're okay. No. And I usually, on Thursday, sometimes gets counted as a weekend. Because once you're over the hump, you know, you're kind of there. Oh, right. Right, so is Friday part of the weekend? Uh, Which is exactly why I'm trying not to have one as often as I really would like. Both for price and because, you know, even though I don't inhale them, you still kind of do, you know, so. Well, I mean, secondary smoke. Even though I'm outside and I really try, you do a little bit, so. Yeah, it Keep them down. Yep. I don't want to go the way of uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Of course, he was doing Mm. like 30 a day. It's crazy. Yeah. What about Churchill? I mean, he had a whole cigar named after him. Yeah, uh, he had like a five-hour cigar. That's the Churchills yeah, that's are huge. So he may have he may have like cut down the amount that he had, but mm-hmm. maybe he smoked the same amount as Grant did. You know, with Grant's little it, ones. It's kind of like when the doctor told my dad, "You can only have one glass of wine a day," and he decided to make it a larger glass. So he got out the Stein. Yeah, of wine. <laughs> really, one glass, one bottle, you know, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato. Right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. So all of this to bring us to why are we talking? And that is because Minneapolis, we did a show together in Minneapolis. And when I say a show, it wasn't one. It was many over the course of like three days. And it was glorious. I had a great time. And I, I love the fact that I was standing stage right and you were standing stage left and our tone was fantastic. Dare I say complimentary? 
<laughs> definitely complimentary. <laughs> that's for sure. So before I go into talking about all the tone, I want to bring something up. And that is when I flew in for this gig, I brought nothing with me. My brother, Paul, let me borrow his Telecaster. John, who is fantastic with his amazing assortment of backline gear, brought Vox AC30s, and he brought pedals for me. And what did he bring for you? I did five of those events this year throughout the United States, and Mm -hmm. it was fantastic. I flew to all of them but one. And I that one I did bring one of my Les Pauls, but every other one, John hooked me up with everything that I used, minus a few. I brought a few overdrive pedals along because I was familiar with them. But he set me up well, every single one with a uh, Marshall JCM 900 half stack. Oh yes, and then uh, he had mm-hmm. a Les Paul and a Telly for me. Yeah, man, what a what a good dude that guy is, and it was so much fun to have him be my roadie. There were there were so many. T- he got so used to what I was going to do. I would show up. He had it all set up for me, and then and then <laughs> I would get if I was yeah. if I was late, like they were getting ready to do a sound check or something. He's got my guitars tuned. I run up the stage. He takes it off. He puts it over my neck. I hop on. Gives me a little pat on the behind. Says, "You go, boy." And there we go. Yeah, yeah, good game. Yeah, he's right? he's, he's all over that. <laughs> it was so good. So a shout out to uh, our friend John. What a, what a great guy. Great friend. Oh, yes. So much. And you know what? We're going to get into the gear and we're going to get into talking about who was actually there. But before we do that, I want to talk about when I showed up and my brother Paul picked me up, he said, what do you want to do? And I said, "Um, I want to go to guitar shops. That's what I want to do. And he said, "Okay, I'll take you. And we went to Willie's American Guitars, which is over in St. Paul. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, lots of times. Of course you have. And and I know you have. And this is because we have been there before together. Yeah, yeah. This is where I bought my Marshall. I'm like, how could you forget? We were there together. Yeah, Numerous I know. Times. I know. <laughs> so the thing with Willie's is, I don't know if you know, but they moved. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So they used to be on that street over by the SA, which is a, a, a like a, a gas station and you could get fountain pop for like 90 cents. Yeah, they were there for years. Yeah, they're not there anymore. They are now in another area and you actually have to call in ahead of time and say, we're coming. Is there enough people you know, out of the showroom to where we can be there? And they started it with the pandemic. Yeah. But they've kind of continued it because they like the customer service that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, it's a cool little shop. It's pretty much the same, but it's less inventory, partially because I think they do a lot of selling online now. Yeah. But at the same time, what they have in the showroom is pretty high quality. Yeah, it always has. I, I was there uh, a couple years ago. And I was surprised that they were still kind of in the pandemic vibe. Mm-hmm. And they had said at that point that they realized that during the pandemic that they they sold just as much stuff really as they did when they had the store open. Yeah. So they've just kind of stuck with that model. Yeah. And it really is still got all the vibe that it had before. Like it's a great place. They've got an upstairs and a downstairs. I think it used to be some sort of a church. 
like not like a Christian church where it's got the big sanctuary and all that, but more like a, uh, I don't know, like a Hindu or a Hindi or, you know, something where it's like, here's a little room where they do this and here's a room where they do this. And so it actually converts pretty well to a guitar shop. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think they were in the same place when I first went to Willie's would have been probably in uh, like 94, 95 when I first moved up to Minneapolis and yeah. they were in a small little section of what became Willie's. It was actually when you went into Willie's and you turn right, walk all the way to where all the used gear was. Yeah, that was all that Willie's was, was just in the area where that used stuff was. And I bought my wow. my first expensive amplifier there it was that uh, mesa boogie mark four combo with the 12 inch speaker yeah. and the black widow i bought it there mm-hmm. and i also sold it back there about a year later for the same price that i bought it for <laughs> but that's awesome but yeah i just couldn't bond with that thing too many switches on it couldn't figure it out yeah um, anyway well the size of this so that people have an idea of what the size of that is it's about the size of like a single car garage yeah yeah, and it was a lot of stuff packed into one little spot. And so they oh, yeah. so what I thought is that they bought the uh what would have been like it, they tripled their size. They bought they and the uh the building or I mean should say the uh the storefront that was right next door that they shared a wall. I thought mm-hmm. they bought all that and then knocked a hole in the wall and made a doorway and so that became, you know, Willie's three times the size. So it surprises me to hear you say that they moved because I thought they owned that building, but maybe they didn't. Yeah. So maybe- oh, yeah. I have no idea. So It's still a great place. And of course, Willie's American Guitars, they show up at a lot of the guitar shows and they have a lot of different things going on that is fantastic. They're They're pretty amazing. But after I went there, I actually went over to El Diablo. Have you ever been to El Diablo? That's in Minneapolis. Yes, with uh, with your brother Paul, of course, because he needs okay. he needed both of us to go there. Of course, of course he did. You know, and I'm glad he did. It, this is what I love: the hospitality of someone who is a guitar junkie. Yeah. You know, they want to find all their suppliers. They want to find all of their dealers, <laughs> and they just want to let everybody know who, that they got the hookups. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a cool place. Did they have? The owner w- had his own uh, telly sitting on a stand when I was there that had a really cool yeah. vibe. Was it still there? I believe so, but the owner also had his Gibson R7. Oh, so gosh. it was like a, a reissue for his Gibson. Cool. And he had that sitting there, which was pretty cool because when I went there, I actually have been looking at this 63 Fender Tremolux, and I've seen it on Reverb, and I went, gosh, I'd really love a Tremolux. Hmm. And when I showed up, he was like, yeah, let's plug the thing in, you know, plugged it in, turned it all on. It was it was very boutique like in the sense that like, here, I've got it all set up for you. It's great. What do you want to play? Here you go. And then kind of step away. Just let me enjoy the moment. And, you know, OK, here, I'll clean it up here. Take You want something else here? Play something else. And I got to play that thing. And I tell you what, a Tremolux sounded amazing. Just fantastic. Hmm. Not enough to pull a trigger. Hmm. But it really did sound great. Nice. But the cool thing about this shop was they actually have a guy who does Tonetron amps, which is a local guy. And like the amplifiers are like incredibly light, but they're also tube and all of that. And I plugged into that little tiny amplifier 
something that I would say is kind of like the size of like a a Vox AC4 or like an early AC15. Like they're yeah. they're kind of small. And it sounded huge. And I yeah. went, well, shoot. I actually think I might like this more. Yeah. This thing sounds great. And and it's a local dealer. So yeah. that's kind of cool too. How much were they? Oh, uh, somewhere between a grand and 1400 okay. So well, not terrible. Yeah, not bad at all. Low wattage, I'm assuming. Low wattage. Yep. But still sounded real big. Was it like and 112, 110? They had a 110 and a 112. They both sounded real good. I tend to bond a little bit more with a 12 inch and I didn't necessarily notice the difference between the 10 and the 12. Like, so it sounded really good either way. Did you say it was Fendery? I would say that it was Fendery to Voxy, not Marshally. Yeah. Like it had more sparkle to it. Yeah. But at the same time, the mids might've been a little scooped. Cool. I, uh, it was good, man. This new wave of amplifier that it's everybody's trying to outcompete each other on how light they can make an mm-hmm. amplifier, and I kind of like that yeah. since my two newest acquisitions are a '74 Fender Twin and a Vox AC30 <laughs> for that's 25 years old. And these things, oh my gosh, you know the definition boat anchor for an amp, man, oh, yeah. both of these suckers. So. <laughs> But I'm not moving yeah. them. They're just sitting here. So, yeah. You well, you know, and that's that's the thing too, because we still need to do our part two of our why we own what we own, and we started talking about doing this part two, and then you started owning more. Yeah. So maybe maybe we need to have this. And actually, I started trying to own less. So maybe yeah. we'll do that part two sometime soon. Okay. So we can get to Minneapolis and talk about all of the uh, the coolness of this show that we ended up doing this weekend event. I will close this out with El Diablo. And I don't know that you had this when you went there, because I don't know how long it's been since you've been there. But when I went, they had a ton of pedals and just a huge pedal selection and just this like program to where it's like, oh, you want to play it for a little bit and bring it back? Or do you want to trade something in? Or here's here we're discounting these with a red sticker. And I mean you could tell that pedals was kind of like their jam. It was like, yeah, we can do what we can with pedals. We'll buy and sell and make it all happen. What did you notice with their like pedal game or whatever? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago when I was, when I was there and I don't remember, they didn't have a huge uh, selection of amplifiers. Uh, the vibe was yeah. really, really great. Yeah. And, but yeah, I remember pedals was their thing. That was their jam. Yeah. And you know, that too is uh it's kind of the thing, you know, for the last five years, it's, there's so many boutique manufacturers. Like, and you go into, like, it used to be you'd go into any store you went to, they'd have, you know, like, yeah, if you want your boss or you want your tube screamer or whatever, you know, you could find them at, like, at multiple uh, stores would carry a lot of the same uh, product. Not now. Now it's like, well, we can't carry the same thing that Joe Schmo store does. We have our own product, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, mm-hmm. you go into Willie's and they've got their own brand names that they swear by. You go into El Diablo, they have theirs. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time, you know, pedals, 100, 200 bucks might be kind of what they cost anymore, but that's still, it's not like buying a new guitar and an amp and people are willing apparently to throw down that amount of cash. 
and, and support all these companies is what I'm saying. There's tons of companies that are, that oh, are, yeah. that are apparently making money and they're making great product. I, I used to know, you, you too, I used to know what a lot of the, you know, it was, you know, oh, yeah, that's, that's the Klon. You know, that's the, you know, at least that's the yeah. rap. There weren't that many out there. And now, you know, I hop on Facebook. I know we're getting away from Minneapolis here, but we'll come back. Um, but the uh, you hop on Facebook Marketplace and there's just all kinds of people that are selling pedals all the time. And I'm like, I have no idea what this pedal is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's some crazy yeah. name. It doesn't say overdrive or anything. It just says, it says, you know, like cannonball you know or something like that and it's like what does a cannonball yeah. do <laughs> i mean i know the sound of a cannonball i guess is that what this really yeah, is i guess i don't know so i don't really know i have no idea yeah is the bandit there is it just the cannonball run yeah i don't i don't really know somebody's yeah. supposed to sound like gender big sound, w yeah maybe it's supposed to sound like jerry reeves maybe that's what's going on here yeah maybe i don't know i don't know <sighs> so you know so what's amazing about all of this is Minneapolis actually has a ton and we've talked about Encore and we've talked about Twin Town and I did end up going to Twin Town a few different places and all of that to say that what I appreciated about going to Minneapolis to do this event is it was more than just doing the gig. It was a full on experience. And I loved the experience that I had, like even down to the people I knew I was going to see. Yeah. We had a who's who of tweed couch hosts <laughs> that were there because <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously you were there, yeah. you know, and you, and, were there. And, and you had all your tone mm-hmm. and I was there. Mm-hmm. So perfect. We also had John because mm-hmm. he brought a bunch of the gear. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and owns it <laughs> didn't just bring it owns it and owns it that's true but we also had jeremy there which jeremy ended up running sound now he's a better bass player than a sound man and that's saying quite a bit because he's a pretty decent sound man yeah yeah and he was there and his wife beth beth actually was up on stage with us yep. because we just we were almost like leonard skinnerd mm-hmm. it was just loading the deck mm-hmm. But the difference is, is Leonard Skinner gave everyone a guitar and we just had a bunch of guitar players up there who also did other things. Yeah, we were about five people short of a modern worship band, but we were getting close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. But it was funny because you were there. Okay, guitar player. Lynn, who she's the talent. She's the one that actually, you know, hired us all to be there. Okay, she's a guitar player. I was there, guitar player. We had Beth guitar player we had john who is playing drums but he plays some guitar we had thomas playing bass we had jeremy running sound who's a guitar player a bass guitar player but he plays Mm -hmm. you know and we were like there is no shortage of guitar player at this event we had bob lenz not a guitar player not a guitar player no okay but he was there no that's not a thing (laughs) but he's an amazing speaker yes he (laughs) is we have that that he is So it was a who's who. Yeah. And well, and then uh, obviously my brother, Paul, who was there carting us around places, an amazing guitar player. Yeah. I love, well, you didn't mention that we were there playing with Lynn Stone King. Yeah. Who you've played with for years. And I remember actually when you, Mm -hmm. uh, when she asked you to play with her, you were like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rock player. She's kind of country. I don't know how to play country. Yeah. And obviously it's worked mm-hmm. out fine. You know, you've blended, you've blended yeah. the two. And then because of that connection, 
when you aren't able to do the Lindstone King thing, uh, her and Thomas have asked me to come in and fill your shoes, which has been fun mm-hmm. to do. And then it's morphed to now twice just saying, oh, let's bring them both. And that <laughs> I, I have two things to say that I absolutely love playing in the Lindstone King band. Yeah. There's just a good vibe that every time we play, yeah. I go, man, I would love to do a mini tour with this group. It always really just feels good. It feels right. You know, and that doesn't happen yeah. all the time when you just kind of jump together. Um, and the other thing I love is like when you and I first played together with Lynn last year at the Chicago event, because really all I'm trying to do is play you when I play with Lynn Stone. Right. I'm, I'm learning your parts so that Lynn's that's really <laughs> yes. what I'm doing. And so I know what you're going to play, which is really great mm-hmm. when we play together. Yeah. But you were like. Let's figure out which song you take uh, take the main part on this, and I and I'll take the main part. And I said, no, Stephen, you just be Stephen, and I'll be Lloyd filling in around Stephen. Yeah. And I feel like we got our nice little vibe going in, on between us. And what's great is that I know what you're going to play. I know where you're going to go take a solo, mm-hmm. or you know. And so I'm doing what I'm doing. Then I'll jump to jump to the big chords while you're doing the solo. It just works so well. Yeah, it's incredibly fun. So. And actually, I went ahead and I did a ton of video for this event. And then I, things have been different the last couple of months. And so because of that, I have not had a chance to really go through all of the video stuff. But of what I have gone through, it has been so much fun to be able to hear what I've played, what you've played, and how they've worked together with all of it. So it's it's really been good. Did, I'd, I'd love to see that. Did you uh, did you record it from out front? Because the stuff I saw you had, you just had it in front of your amplifier. <laughs> I was like, well, great, you can't hear me at all. So. so I had it over by the amplifier for where I was recording, but I actually put an audio, like a, a Zoom H6, which is a, a audio recorder. I had it out by the front of house. Okay. So I get front of house sound, plus I get a little bit of extra of whatever was on my side. So I don't know if you talk to Lem. Lem is the uh, guy that does all the video at the events, and mm-hmm. I've been talking with him. He's got... A lot of video from front house that I'm sure the oh. quality is pretty good. You should talk to him and see if you can get any of that too. Ooh. You might want to supplement it with what you got. I'd love to see Gosh, it. It'd be awesome. Yeah, he's got it. Just getting it from him. Gosh, is, how is to get problem. all those files? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Now let's go ahead and let's transition over because we do need to talk about this event and we need to talk about the gear. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take a quick break for the sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Vox. We're going to talk about the Tellies. We're going to talk about the Marshalls. We're going to talk about all the pedals. And we're going to have a little bit of fun talking about all the things that kind of went on with the show. So when we come back after a word from our sponsors. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Here's another sponsor. Are you wanting to join a party with a purpose? If you love music and camping, then come to LifeFest in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. 
I'll see you there. Here's our last sponsor. Since 2003, the Kretzmann Guitar Company has been repairing and building guitars. In 2021, Kretzmann started a production of a solid body electric guitar for anyone student to expert. You can check them out at kretzmannguitars.com. Okay, so here is where we're at, Lloyd. I want to talk real quickly about the gear that you had because it's interesting. We talked about the Chicago event. And we've talked about how I had a JCM 900 and I had a bunch of boss pedals and I had a Telecaster and it sounded fantastic. And I remember you brought your JCM 800 with your Savage Cab and your pedals Mm -hmm. and everything. And I remember you saying, man, that is fantastic tone. And then the next year you did, as you mentioned before, a bunch of events this year yeah. with uh, with Life Promotions doing these Quake events. And what you asked for is my rig, man. Yeah. You took my rig. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's because we're kindred spirits. Well, <laughs> it's, it, it it's your fault for leaving the garage unlocked. And I just knew where it was. <laughs> so I backed the truck up there and I, I didn't think you'd notice it. And you didn't until Minneapolis no. when you saw me rocking it. And you're like, hey, yeah. that's supposed to be in my garage. And I'm like, okay, you can take it after this event. Well, seriously, what happened was I said to John, I was like, okay, yeah, just give me what you what you brought me at Chicago. And he said, well, Lloyd has that. And I went, what? <laughs> like, like, all right. Okay, well, I tell you what, do this. Bring me some AC30s. Bring me a bunch of pedals, and we'll just figure it all out. And what's funny is, is that where we're at right now is I want to first talk about what it is you had, because technically you did not have just what I had in Chicago. Actually, you had a couple of major differences, but I want to talk about that first. And then we'll talk about what I had. Did you play the telly that I was playing? The telly you were playing in Chicago, was it the same telly that I was playing in Minneapolis? I was going to play that one, but I decided to use Lens instead. So I used Lens Baja Telly. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I really like that Telly that John had. Um, And I I really, at first, I was thinking about asking Paul to bring the uh, 333 Mm -hmm. and use that because I love that guitar. Okay. So to get everybody caught up, the Telecaster that John has is like an early 90s Mexican Telecaster. Nothing too crazy, nothing too special, but it does sound very good. It plays very easy, so that's what's nice about that. The 333 is actually a Gibson guitar. It's a Gibson ES-335, technically, but in all actuality, they call it the 333 because it has a matte finish, and they didn't do covered pickups and a pickguard. So it's meant to be kind of like the studio model of the 335 they only did it for a couple of years and they actually stopped doing it because it was such a good poor man's Mm. 335 that they were losing the revenue on the other because it was like half the price of a 335 yeah so because i i had thought you know playing this i knew you were going to be playing a telly because you're going to be borrowing paul's and i was like should we both be on tellies yeah And, and and you know and there's a case we made that i probably should have played something else other than that but but i like that telly yeah. but besides you you were playing a vox i was playing the marshall 
And I'm like, it'll be different yep. enough. And it worked out. It worked out great. Yeah. Yeah, because they were not the same tone. No, yeah. And it worked out great. Actually, so you had this Mexican telly. It was from that early 90s. Everything's pretty stock on that thing. And then you were using a JCM 900. Yep. And you run it through the 412 cab with the T75s. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He has a vintage 30 loaded cab that he had, uh, John had talked about switching out for me at some point. And I'm like, no, I'm, this is sounding great. I'm used to this. So so he just stuck with that. And then I was running through yeah. the clean channel, just kind of edge a breakup on the clean channel. Yeah. That's the way I ran it. And then I had, uh, I kept supplementing a lot of my own pedals just because I knew them. And after doing five events with that rig, I, I found ones that I really liked with it. Mm-hmm. And it was also knowing who I was playing with, with Lynn. But uh, what was cool is that John had mounted on there. I didn't even know he had this. He had an original Marshall Governor pedal. Yeah. Which these things were were really great. Uh, mid-90s, somewhere in there, I believe, is when they came out. And they only, they yeah. were kind of a special thing. It was like an anniversary thing. You know, back in those days where you had uh, to look in the newspaper or go to a music store, you really just had to stumble across being in the right store in the right place at the right time to find anything that you were looking for. Where now you can just yep. go on the Internet and go, who's selling a used one? Yeah, and if right. somebody posted, you can find a lot easier. So I looked for one of those governor pedals for a long time because they're really great. So he had that on the board for me, and that was really cool. Didn't use it as much as I expected it to. Is it just didn't seem mm-hmm. to work with what you were doing and what Lynn, the vibe that Lynn was putting down. So I mostly yeah. used my uh, my Timmy pedal. And you might help me remember, did I have the Tube Screamer or the Barber Direct Drive on that event? With you it? had the Barber Direct Drive. Okay. So, I, so those were my two main overdrives. And I just, I set one up a little bit lighter than the other and just stacked them for a little heavier. And yeah. that was what I used most of the time. And uh, it was definitely rock and roll with the telly, which... You know, there are people who go, you know, what is their rock and roll telly tone? And they'll say Tom Petty, you know, which is really <laughs> a great tone. It really is. It really is. Um, and then other people, you know, uh, surprisingly, uh, a number of people that will go Bruce Springsteen or Billy mm-hmm. Squire, which is a little bit more, a little more ballsy telly. Telly stuff. Yeah, it is. And it's very bright. It's very open. It's not very compressed. Yeah. And it has a lot of drive to it. Yeah. And Just natural drive. Yeah. And I was a little bit more like that at this event. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought I was anyway. Well, you were heavier than I was, but that's not necessarily a bad thing considering that we're trying to complement each other. Yeah. So to go ahead and switch over to what I used is... I actually had my brother's Telecaster, which was also a Mexican Tele, but it was one of the more recent road-worn ones. It was purple, which is fitting because we were in Minnesota. It's is it is it the Player Series though? It is. I think it's the road-worn series because it was hmm. already somewhat like relict and sure. all that, but it didn't have the original pickups. Because Paul is a huge Greg Cock fan. Yes, he is. And he has those like gristle tone pickups or whatever they are. Gristle master pickups. I don't remember what they are. But they're actually really good. And basically they're active by Fishman. And if you click the little button, then you get a higher output. And if you click the button, 
to regular, then you get that lower output. And I left it on lower output most of the time. And the reason why I left it on there most of the time is I felt like it was more open sounding considering the amp I was playing through sure. and the amp I was playing through, which here, another shout out to John because <laughs> he decided to spoil me. He said, what do you want? Do you want the Vox with the blues or do you want the Vox with the greens? And I said, well, I want the Vox with blues. Yes. And the thing is, is that he's a drummer. So what he didn't realize was it's not that he has blues and greens. He has Wharfdales and he has greens. Yeah. And so the Wharfdale speakers was kind of that in-between time when Vox was going, I'm not going to use Celestians anymore. We're going to make our own speaker. We're going to do our own thing. And so those are the Wharfdale speakers. Those are usually like the CC version. So like the AC30 CC2 mm-hmm. as opposed to the C2. Yeah. So he brought that one, but he also was like, I don't see blue on the back of this. And I know he said blues. So I'm going to bring the greenbacks anyway, because I know he likes greenbacks. So you know what? A shout out to that man, to knowing that I like greenbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to John. And I showed up and he has two Vox AC30 sitting there for me. And I'm like, this is overkill. So much overkill. How do I run it stereo? No, 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 no. Calm down. All right. So, so I decided I'm going to plug into the Wharfdale. I'm going to plug into the CC2 because I already knew I was going to prefer the greenback. And sure enough, what I did was I plugged into the Wharfdales. I plugged into the CC2 and I turned it and I played with the knobs and I got a sound that I went, I love it. And because of that, I didn't even plug into the greenbacks. No, you did not. I was surprised. There was no reason to because it was so good sounding. It it was. And I I thought at very least you were going to daisy chain the two together. Forget stereo. Just... (laughs) I know you could. I thought about it. <laughs> I could, I could, but the, at the same time I got done and really the best way for me to equate it is it was probably one of the closest times I've ever been to a Brad Paisley tone. Yeah. We, we commented on that. I came to your side of the yeah. stage and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's it right there. That's the reason why I never plugged into the greenbacks is because I was just like, man, this is awesome. Now with that said, I did run it a touch on the clean side only because I knew that I needed to have clean, but I also wanted more drive. And John, once again, he brought all of these boss pedals. Mm -hmm. But about two weeks before the event, he said, hey, I bought an M9. So the Line 6 M9, which I've used for years. And he said, I don't know if it like works right or anything because I don't play guitar. And I said, well... Why don't you bring it to the event and I'll give it a shot. And he brought it and I plugged into that M9 and I turned on the screamer, the tube screamer version. And I set the whole thing up and I went, you know what? Actually, this thing sounds great. And so I ran that Vox AC30 and then I pushed it with with that Line 6 screamer, which is like their 808 or whatever. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. No, I actually didn't play on certain things specifically because I was enjoying the tone that was coming off your side of the stage so much. <laughs> no, no joke. I'd kind of hop off the side yeah. of the stage and just go, man, that just sounds so nice. Yeah. It was just kind of rolling on that, you know, 
almost could like visually see it. This big, this big yeah. tone bloom that was uh, that was yeah. happening. Tone cloud. It was great. I was. Um, I I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time with Paul's telly. You know, and yeah. to know how much that telly was really helping, or or to plug the one that mm-hmm. I did have, uh, the uh, the Mexican telly, plug it into there because I never really did. Neither of us did. We didn't mm-hmm. really have time to do that. But I would have liked because I, I was impressed with the way it sounded, and I wonder how much of it, not not how much of it was Paul's telly. Not saying that I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. um, Paul's telly sounded great, but would it have sounded drastically different with the telly I was playing? I doubt it. It still would have sounded good. Well, I think there is something to the fact that when I played the Chicago event using the Baja telly and that JCM nine hundred. And now playing Paul's telly with the Vox AC30. I preferred this tone. Oh, yeah. But I still sounded like me. Yeah, we always do. Yeah. And so there is that part, too, that makes me go, you know, had we switched amplifiers, would we have just been as just as inspired as the other way around. And I don't know. I don't know. It's all a marriage, right? You sure. you taught me this. Yeah. It's a marriage of tone. Yeah. And this is one of those things that when you said, hey, I'd love to switch tellies, I went, I don't think so. And the reason why I said that was because I really felt inspired by what I had in the moment. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a, it was a magic moment. A magic moment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so magical that a few weeks later, all of a sudden I get a text from you. And this text yes. is, hey, I found an AC30. It has those Wharfdale speakers in it. And the guy's wanting, how much was it? 450 bucks. Yeah. See, and that's amazing. So yeah. 450 bucks. You were like, what do you think I should do? And I said, you live on a farm. Your nearest neighbor is over a half a mile away. I think you should have it and you will, you won't lose your money. As a matter of fact, I will buy it off of you if you don't want it. And I know for a fact, John will buy it off of you if you don't want it. Yeah. And you decided to pull the trigger. What did you actually get it for? I, well, he wanted for, he was asking four ninety five. I offered four fifty, okay. and he said sure, which shocked me. I had no idea. So you're telling me four fifty is what you actually got this for. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. That's awesome. And there's there's more to the story, but that should be for another day. Okay. Oh, so would you like to talk Vox amps? Because I'm a huge Vox amp fan. And I do own two now. Oh, that's right. You do. The AC-15. Okay, that's it. Okay. We're going to table this, and we're going to talk Vox AC-30, AC-50. You know, we'll talk Vox Magic. That's what we will talk <laughs> when we come back. We'll do that. Okay. So, Okay. Back to Minneapolis, because we do need to kind of finish up this whole thing. It did sound glorious. And the Marshall sounded glorious. And this is what I have to say about this talk that you had mentioned where you're on one side of the stage, I'm on one side of the stage. And when we were listening to each other, we were trying to meld, and it really was complimentary. And a lot of that has to do with the player, number one. Number two, the amp. And number three, the ability to just listen to what everybody's doing. And that's what I appreciate the most, even though we were both 
playing tellies, even though we both were using Drive, even though we both had UK-styled amps, what I will say is, at the end of all of that, the tone was complimentary, and it was magical for both of us. It really did sound great. I am thankful for having you there. I remember when I said, hey, man, I don't know that I'm going to be able to make it. And you were like, "Mm, you should make it. Yeah, not an option. And I remember I remember thinking that it was like, well, I mean, I'm used to just kind of doing it on my own. And then you're there and I'm like, gosh, that actually takes a ton of pressure off and it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, I just I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I kind of felt the same way, too, because it was only a few days before the event before you really pulled the trigger to be there. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, if you're not there, it puts a lot more work on me all of a sudden to kind of relearn I put my Steven Tejan hat back on and it's like, what would yeah. Steven do? You know? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I wasn't quite ready to go there. I was like, nah, I'd rather just have the real thing and I'll do, I'll do me. So it, it worked out good for both of us. You just reminded me though, that in little over a month uh, with the echelon band, I'm sure I'll have the JCM 900 again for the set and you'll mm-hmm. be playing the Vox probably again. Yep, and you'll probably have a telly, maybe, because I'll be doing the Les Paul, most likely. Yeah, although I might switch between a telly and a Les Paul, so it'll be interesting to see what we think in a different environment, redoing, you know, the, pretty much the same stuff we'd already played, but now on a big ass open stage. Yeah, yes, and this actually brings up an important point: is this happened after our last podcast that you said, "Hey, by the way." At Life Fest, Echelon is going to play the main stage. Would you be interested in playing along with us? And this is this is silly, I think, to some people on the other end of this. They look at this and they go, why is this a big deal to you? But to me, to be asked by you to come join your band again and play and to be able to do it on the grandstand, on the main stage, in front of however many hundreds to thousands of people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do this, it's one of those things that every time it happens, it's reliving a moment of just pure nostalgia of being able to play with you guys and do this. So it is, it is an honor to be able to do it. And I love being able to do this and you playing a Marshall with your Les Paul doing echelon songs Mm -hmm. and me coming up and playing a telly with a Vox, which is actually what I would generally end up doing whenever I would yeah. come play with you guys, it brings up this nostalgia. And yeah. so for anybody who has ever played in a band before and you don't get to play with those guys anymore, imagine how you would feel if all of a sudden somebody called you on the phone and said, hey, I got a gig. I know we haven't played together in a while, but I would love for you to come play with me again. And that's what this feels like. Every mm-hmm. time you ask me to play, it doesn't matter if it happens yearly, monthly, decadely. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. every single time. It is just, it is amazing. I am so excited to come play with you guys. And I thank you for the opportunity of being able to do it. Yeah. Well, two guitars, always better than one. Love it. <laughs> yes. So. I also love the fact that I can turn the amp up. Yeah. And that's, that's a pretty awesome thing too. Yep. 
Because that brings up another point, and this is probably kind of like the final little points before we get to final thoughts, and that is playing really loud on stage because you and I, two guitars, knowing fully well that when we turn both of those things up past noon, they sound glorious. Yeah, We were playing on stage, and Jeremy was the volume police. <laughs> As he always is. Yeah. <laughs> Every party has a pooper. That's what we invited you, party pooper. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the amazing part of this was is that he said, Dr. T, you're too loud. And I said, Okay, how does it sound? He says, Well, I can't turn you up in the mains. And I said, Well, do you have to turn me down in the mains? And he said, No. And I went, Then it sounds good to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you were like, he, he said the same thing to you. Yeah. He goes, so you're too loud. And you were like, okay, should I turn down? And he was like, yeah, you need to turn down. You're like, okay. And so you were super accommodating. Yeah, and you were like, okay, me. I'm going to turn down. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make things better. Everything's going to sound better. And then as we continued to play doing sound check, next thing you know, he comes over and goes, so I kind of have to turn you up because I'm not getting enough signal to the mic. And it's like, Duh. That's the reason why it's that loud, man. <laughs> I, so that was kind of yeah, that was kind of funny to I, me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, the thing is Jeremy's got years and years of experience too. But Yeah. 100%. So it's not the first rodeo for any of us. And and so I put a lot of value in that. So I put a lot of value in Jeremy Jeremy knows the stuff. And I'm I'm all about helping the sound guy out help us all be successful. It's it's a partnership. But at the same time, I'm standing there on stage having played thousands of shows with amps and knowing what this event is going to be with this PA going, there's no way in H-E double toothpicks that this amp is going to be a problem (laughs) facing backwards in the house. I'm like, I've been here before. I've done this a few times. Really? But I'm like, okay, if it is. So, So when he came over and was like, yeah, we can actually turn you up a little bit. I'm like, thank you. All right. Yeah. All good. I appreciate it. Meanwhile, that. you were on the other <laughs> side going, suck it. I'm going to play it the way I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I knew where it should be. I've played that amp before in that venue with that sound system. I'm like, this is right. I know it's right. You can change it if you want to. If you really have to do it, I'll do it. But at the same time, you're not having to pull me down. So if you're not having to pull me down, then it looks like I'm up. Yeah. Like that that's all there is to it. Yeah. If it works, you it know? works. Yeah. It works. So all right. Well, this probably brings us to final thoughts. Final thoughts on Minneapolis and all things. So what kind of final thoughts do you end up having? Uh I'm still I'm still kind of back to a shout out to Lynn Stone King and the quality people that she has surrounded herself with, starting with her wonderful, mm-hmm. fantastic husband Thomas. You know, what a great dude that guy is. I oh, love yeah. love him. I love John. I, I just, I'm really honored to be able to play. And, you know, and she's such a great front person. Her her heart, her spirituality, her genuineness, mm-hmm. it's, it's contagious. It's infectious to all of us and also to the audience. I just love what she does. And I said, musically, I think, I think that's why it always just feels so good. You know, it really does. Yeah. And so I come back to that. I, I hope that we're able to do that again somewhere. Yeah. For my final thoughts, you know, I didn't write a whole lot down. And and the fact is, is that I I texted you yesterday and said, we should talk about Minneapolis. And you went, okay. 
And that that's really as far as it went. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't do a ton of preparation for this. And, and and neither did you. Well, my preparation was I looked up to make sure I knew how to spell Minneapolis in case it came up, in case there was a quiz. Yeah. So I got that. <laughs> Very true. How do you spell Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. I spell it like the people in America spell it. Okay. That way. Not the wrong way, the right way. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Three N's. But... I look at I look at what transpired there and I think back on my touring career and I think back on life and I think back on so many different parts and I go I have a lot of memories and I have a lot of things I've forgotten and this is one of those events that's going to be really difficult to forget and the big reason why it's difficult for me to forget it is because of not the music that was played, not because of the tone that was achieved, but mostly because of the people that I spent it with, the people that I did life with. And the fact is, is that it was worth it for me. And I loved the time I had with my brother. I love that I got to play guitar with you. I love that we got to do a youth event with a bunch of different kids from different areas and different walks of lives. And, and, and we got to spend three days just playing music. And these are the memories that I'm going to keep the rest of my life. And I am so humbled. There are people who don't have what we have in our life. And that's part of what this therapy session thing became was... There were people that I had in my life, and I knew that other people would love to have that too. And I wanted to share that and help encourage other people to find that in their life. And I felt it, and I lived it in Minneapolis, and I love it. We should probably end there, except that the caveat to uh, what you were just saying, um, I never thought I'd be as old as I am still doing youth events. You know, yeah. You know, just got asked to do. Um, I think doing Echelon's doing Cincinnati next year, and I'm like, every year I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> going to do another one? Yeah. But I think of them as working vacations. You know, I love the yeah. ministry. I love playing. But you and I are just said it. You know, to be able to go into Minneapolis like that, and you know, all the people that are in our network, our friends that go back years we're talking decades they go back decades yeah if we weren't doing this how often would we see them you know oh i know so it wasn't just the people playing or that but the people that popped into the event people like you know terry and amy neiman um mm-hmm. martin kretzman of the guitar uh, kretzman guitar factory he was there yeah. with his family you know it was so yep. awesome to see these swin people. and dean showed up dave and julie sharnhorst yeah you or know. at least dean did so yeah it's uh I concur with everything Packer you Dave. said. Absolutely. Yep. And you know, there are so many people to it. And so all of that to say, first of all, we're going to talk about Vox Amps. That's going to be a thing. We okay. also need to do our part two. Yep. That's a thing. And ultimately, this is your public service announcement because I guess we need to have one of those. Your PSA. <laughs> Find people you want to do life with and create some memories because yeah. they're worth it. Amen. All right. Till next time. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for the Twee Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave five stars in review. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time. Mm-hmm.